Well, daggum. How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to the Well Daggum Podcast, where by the end of the show, we hope to have you saying, Well, daggum. I learned something today. Thanks to everybody for tuning in and being a part. Uh, if you don't follow us on social media, make sure to get out there on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Well Daggum Pod, uh, or just the Well Daggum Podcast on Facebook. Uh, check us out, like us, follow us, uh, comment on our posts, share with us. If you have a story to share, call in and share it with us. We would love to have you on our podcast. Um, and for those of you that don't know, this show is a sit-down interview with friends and people I've met in my life that just have a fun story to share for about 20 or 30 minutes. Uh, so it's nothing too long to, to bore you to tears, but just long enough to maybe get a good laugh or some fun information. Um, but other than that, I think that covers all my bases. Uh, like I said, get out there, like and share and, and follow, uh, rate and review if you can out there on iTunes, if you're listening through that. Um, but yeah, other than that, we'll jump right into things tonight on the show. We have my good friend Booker. How you doing Booker? I'm all right. I'm doing good. Can't complain. And my daddy always said nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear you complain anyway. So. <laughs> That's true. Now, uh, for those of you that are uh, common occurrences here for the podcast, you'll know that Booker has been on the show, oh gosh, probably seven times. I- I'm not even sure anymore. Um, but he he's one of my good friends from Bible College uh, that we've known each other. He, he grew up in Breathitt County, Kentucky, and um, and he's been on the show... Uh, enough to be familiar so if you don't know him go back through a few episodes and you'll find out a little more about him uh, but tonight um yeah tonight we are going to go into an old job that freddie used to have uh, or booker used to have and he's going to share with us a little bit about a, a little job in eastern kentucky and all of the fun things that got to bring along with it uh, tell us a little bit about what that job was booker well, I was a family support specialist. One is what I started out as, and then I became a two. That, which means I was gonna say um, that sounds pretty fancy. Yeah, which means um, I can't remember what it means, but I think it means I got. Well, I worked in food stamp office. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you know. If you sit like. If you people ask you where you work, you say, well, I work for department. In Kentucky, it's Department of Community-Based Services. Yeah. And um, you say that, people look at you like you're stupid. <laughs> and you say, oh, I work at the food stamp office. And, oh, okay. But it wasn't just food stamps. It was Medicaid and child care. Right. And I also did a little bit helping people pay um, Medicare premiums and Medicare premiums and uh, nursing home bills, yeah. spin downs and things like that. There's a lot. There's a lot to it. Okay, yeah. So, so basically, anything of the ins and outs of the state of Kentucky as far as government assistance, you yeah. were you were there to help file out the papers the right way and get them on the right path yeah. to get what they need yeah. for help. And it's all on a computer system, and you get on there and uh, basically just put in information yeah. in the system determines what assistance you qualify for and how much but you have to know where to put that information in and how to put it in right and state policies oh we can use this to verify that we can't use this right 
Now, and for those of you that are listening that are from Kentucky, uh, you can already guess where this is going uh, and probably have a, a good idea of some of these stories we're about to share. But for those listeners that are not from Kentucky, uh, I know you have food stamps in your state and you have these um, these procedures to go through for people that need assistance uh, from the government or from the state. So uh, buckle your buckle your seatbelts because you're getting ready to hear some good old Eastern Kentucky um what some would think folklore, uh, but these are real stories. The names have been changed to protect the uh, the ignorant. Yeah, we'll, we'll say the names have been changed to protect the ignorant. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what, what's one of the first stories you'd like to share with us tonight about your, your time at the food stamp office in eastern Kentucky? Well, the first thing is I'm not, I'm not making fun in my sound like I'm making fun of people. <laughs> I'm not but making I'm really fun of them. Sure. I'm just laughing yeah. at their. <laughs> <laughs> no, like for I'll tell you the first the first thing that comes to mind is you like I gotta see when I well Eastern Kentucky used to you could get out of high school you know get your mining certification yeah go under go underground and make you know make a kill it you know right. just make bank right out of high school yeah and you'd have these guys that that's what they done. You know, they get out of high school and start working in the mines. And then when mining goes down and people, you know, a lot of people would say, well, they need to save their money and live below their means. Yeah. You know, and if you're making, if you're working. I mean, you're, you're, you're making, some six, of, most of them are making six figures a year. Yeah. Just yeah. going straight out of high school into the coal mines. Yeah. a lot. You know, especially if you're single and you don't have any kids and you start out and you're just working. Yeah. Oh, you're picking up an extra shift, <laughs> so you're working seventy hours a week. Right. Some of them, and then you go from making that kind of money, and let's say you are living below your means, and so you're used to making a hundred grand a year, but you're only living like you're making eighty. When that jumps down to completely nothing. Yep. You know, you fall on hard times. You have to come in and get some food stamps and. Uh, you got to have medical insurance and things like that. Right. Yeah, so we're not hating on the system. Yeah. But now, there are some fun characters that do come in yeah. that are trying to sign up for it. <laughs> I think, yeah, my favorite guy is this old dude that he got hurt and couldn't qualify and didn't qualify for um, disability. Right. So he come in and uh, out the sticks... And you get to talking to people. Some of them are more talkative. And he's talking about rattlesnake juice. Oh, yeah. I remember this and, story. I'm excited about this he one. Asked me, he asked me, did I ever drink rattlesnake juice? And I said, what are you talking about, buddy? And I can't remember what kind of malt liquor. But he'd buy <laughs> some kind of malt liquor. Yeah. And he said, he had, he said he'd go catch a rattlesnake and milk it, get the venom out of it. Right. Pour the venom in the malt liquor. And set like cut a lemon up <laughs> and put half a lemon in the malt liquor and let it sit for a while. I can't remember how long. Yeah, because you got to let the, the venom kind of dilute itself a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. He called it rattlesnake juice and he said he drank it. <laughs> and he told me, he said, when you're in for Europe around where I'm at, go up here and we'll sit on the porch and drink rattlesnake venom and talk. And I told him, I said, if I ever come up there, I'd just sit and talk. I ain't drinking none of that. <laughs> I'm more than happy to sit and talk with you. I'm not drinking your poison water. Yeah, that old dude. He got he got hurt in the mines and but didn't qualify disability. Right. 
Yeah, there's a lot of loopholes to have to go through in order to yeah. to actually qualify. His was, I think, well, I don't think he got hurt, but, you know, something falling on him or anything, but I think it was more like, you know how people we get carpal tunnel from running that stuff and yeah. mess their back up. Right, my brother, yeah, he had to have surgery on his carpal tunnel from running the the roof boulder, and just almost what he done. And just every every person you've seen has some type of back problem that's worked in the mines, just crouched down in in a cave all day. Did your dad ever say like what's the smallest thing he worked? Um, he's told me before back in the day, but I couldn't remember. He's had some where he's been crawling on all fours, kind of. Yeah, I I worked with a guy. He told me. He worked like a twenty-four inch seam, right, for a while, and then got out. Right. Yeah, it's it. it there's crazy things underground that people have to run on, and trying to pull coal out for sure. Yeah. Or there used to be anyway. <laughs> that, that that guy's pretty cool though. Yeah. Well, that's anybody what's... that's willing to drink rattlesnake juice, I guess you'd have to have a little bit of cool juice. I don't know how much of that venom that he. <laughs> I guess as much as you could get. Right. And that was down there close to the snake handling churches, right? Oh, yeah. I worked with people that handled snakes, and I worked with people that caught snakes. Just to sell them to people that handle snakes. <laughs> yeah. And so the one guy, well, this is at a different job I had, but a, a guy I worked with at a different job, he's, he said he could get 50 for a copperhead, $100 for a rattlesnake. Wow. He said 125 for 125 150 for a big one. Yeah, the bigger the better. Yeah. <laughs> that that was always my motto when it came to handling snakes in church. <laughs> Mine was I prefer the brethren let them do it. <laughs> so, uh, what what was some of the other stories that came across your your desk as you were sitting there trying to help people with their uh, their social assistance? I guess. Well, I watched. Uh... One one day, and this is this is God's honest truth. I ain't making this up, <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> this one girl comes in there and she had a little six, seven month old baby. Yeah, it's pretty little baby, and uh, it starts crying. So she's like, "I know what you want." So she pulled a bottle out of her baby bag. And yeah, the baby the baby wouldn't take the bottle; it'd smack it away. And she uh-huh. said, "Oh, you want some Mountain Dew." And pulled out a 16-ounce Mountain Dew bottle, and that baby proceeded to drink from that. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> and then, now, did she put, like, a, a nipple that just mounted no, to the bottle at all? No. No, okay. the kid could handle the bottle without uh, oh, the nipple. He didn't need the nipple. Was, he, he liked to shoot no. it straight down his gullet, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess, I guess I was making a funny face, and she said, don't worry. I only give it 8 to 10 ounces of Mountain Dew a day. <laughs> <laughs> And then she said, and then she said, when mommy gets her teeth, I will show you how to take care of the teeth you'll be getting. <laughs> when mommy gets her teeth. Yeah. And, now, and this is like a six month old baby. So she's probably a fairly younger lady too, needing, needing to get her new teeth. Yeah. Cause <laughs> yeah. And now, like we said, we want to say this again, we're not trying to make fun of the of the social assistance you what I saw. This yeah. is what I saw. Uh, and we and is... we might be laughing at it, but it's not that we're making fun. These are just honest stories of what people do in Eastern Kentucky and, sometimes. And I ain't making fun of Eastern Kentucky, but it is it's 
I mean, we're, we're both from there. I think we're yeah. allowed to make fun of it. <laughs> it's part of it's part of the cult. You know, it's just part of how it is. Yeah. Go to Walmart first of the month. Yeah. We've got our fair share of stories that happened to us in real life as far as we do. We did something really redneck. But uh, these are just other people's stories that we're sharing. So. <laughs> we, we need to broadcast like that. What is the most redneck hillbilly thing that you have ever done? Instead of uh, you might be a redneck if, like. Yeah, <laughs> kind of worded around that way. Have you ever set the hills on fire? <laughs> How many times do you have to say that? <laughs> oh, but uh, okay. So we have uh, rattlesnake okay, well, juice, or we, or, or we should have a. You should do a Walmart first of the month podcast. <laughs> I'm sure there already the craziest thing you seen at Walmart the first of the month. I'm sure there already is one. I would assume there would about have to be. <laughs> just a monthly podcast Walmart the first of the month <laughs> well right now with the coronavirus every every day is about the first of the month almost right now my, this my has wife. nothing to do with what the podcast is about but you know how you can crochet or knit stuff and it's got the like your mamma would crochet a doily or something yeah yeah and it's got the big holes in it and I'm not making this up either I saw somebody and I live in South Central Iowa right now. More <laughs> south. More south than central. <laughs> and I was in a Walmart up here, and this lady had a crocheted mask on her face to protect herself from the coronavirus. <laughs> I don't think, you know, or, or to protect me from it, but it's still, like, you know, half-inch holes all through it where yeah, she crocheted it. Right. It was pretty. It'd make a real nice doily. I thought you were going to say she was wearing a, a crochet tank top. That's what I was waiting for. (laughs) That's on those people of Walmart videos on YouTube. (laughs) Why buy clothes when you can make something that are called clothes? (laughs) Uh, Uh, So we got rattlesnake juice and we've got, we've got Mountain Dew baby. Uh, What's some other stories you might have? Every, (laughs) every once in a while, every once in a while, I've had people like pass out. Oh, okay. They slumped down in their chairs. No, no. I'm assuming this is from like opioids and like uh, too many pills or some type of drug. No, lack of lack of sleep. Oh. Of <laughs> Nobody does that stuff. <laughs> Just tired. Right. <laughs> so you'd be in the middle from, of processing their processing their paperwork, and they just fall asleep right there in the yeah, chair. Yeah, slump over. Nice. And then, I, like, but other people, the floor I worked on, we were like a big family a bunch of goofy people goofing around together when people weren't around. But you'd hear a big thud because there's a few times people would pass out and just plop down face first on their other on my my co-worker's desk. <laughs> you just hear thump. Just hear their head bounce off. Sprawled out. Yeah. <laughs> it just bouncing off the table. Now did you guys have like um uh, what would be called a poker stick for people that did pass out from drug uh, drug related uh, sleep deprivation. Uh, <laughs> no, sometimes you'd have to. A few times you might have to call cops. Oh, really? Or have something them, like that. Have you them know, call if you out. couldn't stir them or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. You should have had just a good poking stick that you could poke through the the window of where you were taking care of them, just to kind of nudge them. Nudge them away so you could get the next customer up. <laughs> yeah, we did have secu- we did have security guards in our building. Oh, that, that's a whole other story that I remember yeah. about that. Oh yeah, I better I better lay low about that. That's a whole other show. That's a whole other show altogether. We'll, we really really will have to get into that one for sure. But yeah, you have people sometimes. Oh, you'd have people get 
a little bit belligerent with you. Yeah. I took my I took my fair share of cussings over the phone and face to face. Most time most time when you get cussed out though, it's over the phones because people got more, more backbone. Right. Just like people on, people on the internet and stuff like that. They when they don't have to actually face you, they'll say anything they want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot like that. Yeah. Um yeah, I know where our office was is right in town. Okay. And uh don't want to tell where the office was. Right. So there was a good old convenience store right next door to it that I absolutely loved. Yeah. And I miss it ever since I moved away from there. <laughs> I miss this convenience store. It was your go-to for lunch breaks and uh, smoke breaks, I, I guess, would, or what would be a, called a smoke break, but what you would just take as a break? Yeah, I didn't smoke, so right. I would... You smelt like you were on a smoke break when you got... It's like one of those old... You know, just when you're a kid, you grew up, you you could smoke anywhere. Yeah. I have, my dad was a preacher, so I'm, we went to a little. We went to. Um, I didn't grow up in Bell County, but my dad was a preacher, and they'd get him to go preach these other places. Yeah. And I was I was younger, and I remember once he went to he was invited to preach at this little church in, back up in the sticks in Bell County. Yeah. And gospel truth, God is my witness. I ain't making this up. <laughs> Pulling to the parking lot, and there's the deacons. And a little twelve year old girl about my age, twelve, thirteen year old, smoking a cigarette with the deacons. <laughs> little curly headed, red headed girl looked like little orphan Annie smoking with the deacon board. Hey Pastor, can I get a light? Yeah, you know, you know you you know, growing up in Eastern Kentucky, it's you know, everybody you know, if there's any flatland people grew back on it, so everybody right. smoked. Yeah. And you went in stores and people were smoking in stores. Wasn't safe, but people would Remember growing up, you had the full service gas stations. People would smoke. So they're flick their pumping ashes your, out the window yeah, as they're pumping, getting the gas. Pumping <laughs> gas and whatnot. Yeah, I, uh, I remember that. that little, I'm sorry, go I, ahead. I, oh, no, that's good. I remember our Dairy Queen, uh, our little local Dairy Queen that everybody would always go to. And uh, it, they had a smoking section and a non-smoking section, which was basically, do you want this half of the restaurant that's smoking or this half of the restaurant that's not smoking? There's with, just one column in the yeah. in the in the little thing where the ketchup dispenser is that separates the cigarettes from yeah. the non-cigarettes. <laughs> that was just normal life for us. I remember yeah. walking barefoot through the store and people just smoking away, getting their milk and eggs. Yep. And did your <laughs> and did your mom really get a haircut if she didn't come back smelling like a perm and cigarettes? <laughs> did she even go to the beauty park? <laughs> I thought you said you was going to town. Yeah. <laughs> you smell fresh still- as a daisy. <laughs> You go in there and you come out smelling like cigarette. But in that parking lot, people are always getting in fights. Yeah, you'd see. We'd go over to a window and watch them swing. Like one, I remember one fight. This it's twenty degrees and a kid took his shirt off <laughs> to fight another kid. He didn't want to rip his affliction shirt, or or maybe at that time probably his Dale Earnhardt shirt. Or he's like, look, you know what, fox racing stuff. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't have a dirt bike, but you can find somebody to make it look like you got four wheeler or a dirt bike, I think it might have been fox. Or one of those big Johnson shirts. I remember those were pretty popular back home, back when remember we were the, in high school. Remember the big dog shirts? Oh yeah, big dog. Big dog. It's for, I guess, for bigger dudes. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of the the double XL of uh, shirt brands. Yeah. And no fear. I remember when no fear was real big with kids. Oh, it's still big back in in Eastern Kentucky. Now that we've gotten away from there, we just don't see it as often. But it's still pretty big. No, no fear. Yeah, no fear. There's still tattoos out there rocking around. No fear. 
<laughs> all this, you know, all this salt life stuff, and half of them probably ain't never seen the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just think it's for people that like salt. <laughs> I love salt on my on my sandwich, on my fries. Yeah, look, there's a fish here. I like salt on my fish. <laughs> Now we've kind of gotten away from the the food stamp area of it, but now is there any other story? Oh, yeah, I was going about I was going about the fights in the parking lot next to the building. Yeah, and see fights. Uh, I'd come out. There's a side door to the building. Yeah, and my key would unlock the building, but it wouldn't lock it up. Okay. So if I stayed late and worked, I'd, there's a side door that stayed locked. You could just walk out of it. Yeah. I broke up two or there's people it's kind of back in an alleyway. You'd walk between two people dealing oh, mercy. in an alleyway. And so <laughs> how you fellas doing today? <laughs> <laughs> and try to get on through the best you could. Yeah. Like, oh, I hey. know that happened. I know that happened to me twice. It's like, Hey, just I, so you guys know, there's a camera right up here. Just giving you a heads up. See ya. <laughs> there's a camera right here in my hand. now. <laughs> See you at church on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> it is probably. <laughs> <laughs> you'd walk, you'd walk, I, I know I know twice definitely that's what the people are doing right oh, and then yeah. sometimes if certain people wasn't there and there would be different drug paraphernalia on the porch <laughs> one day somebody I would go clean it up you know they had stuff to you know make sure that you didn't get poked and things with yeah. and get rid of the needles I remember one day one of the, somebody on a different floor told one of the supervisors said there's some kind of drugs in a bag. It's pink and there's a syringe in there. Yeah. So they they came to me, my supervisor came to me. She said, "Do you mind going and cleaning this up?" And I said, "I said I, I don't mind." Went out there not before there was a big windstorm. Yeah. I think a big thunderstorm too. And there's a lot of like little restaurants and some banks around. Right. So I don't know if I looked at it. You know, this you put this them soap dispensers that you push the lever, and <laughs> it was it was out like a part. It just had a little bit of soap in it. One like, of those bags like with a little plastic. Yeah, like an IV bag full of pink soap. Yeah, it's got the plastic tube that hooks to that <laughs> lever that when you squeeze it, that's what it was. <laughs> it blown that blew that though. That's pretty. It was in a it was in a garbage can. I was gonna say those are pretty heavy. It wasn't all the way full. Oh, okay. It was just a little bit, you know, enough to tell what it was. Right. That's funny. They should have brought it in and be like, oh, we've hit the jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> Which right now, during coronavirus, it is the jackpot. Yeah, yeah. Hand soap. <laughs> there's, in our building, there's an elevator. Somebody, I don't know, there's only four floors in the building. Yeah. And it, it wasn't the fastest elevator, but it wasn't, you know, it didn't take long to get from top floor down to the bottom, but somebody managed to pay, and I'm talking about a lot of pee in the <laughs> elevator one day. <laughs> you heard a little bit of splatter when you walked in? No, I heard people, I heard people gagging. <laughs> and it's somebody who hadn't drunk water for days upon days. It's probably just that straight up Mountain Dew pee. It's that Mountain Dew, baby. They just dropped the diaper off in the elevator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Old Mountain Dew, baby. <laughs> yeah, that one. I remember that. Oh, there's all kinds of. Oh, mercy. Every once, the police station went far away, so you'd see stuff. You could look out the window and see them arresting people in the police station parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fun. <laughs> no, is there is there one more story that you have that's the the 
the end all, the end all of uh, food stamp the office stories. The end all, the end all. <laughs> Just the best story you got. Best story I got. I can't tell it. <laughs> I ain't telling that on a podcast. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I ain't telling that one like that. <laughs> oh mercy! Well, we went to oh, <laughs> trying not to get yourself in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of some stuff like because you constantly had to go away for training. Yeah, and so training was fun. Right, because they'd, they'd send you to somewhere else in the state to basically yeah, go through Louisville. the train. I spent a bunch of time in Louisville. Right. Spent up Florence for a while. Right, up near me, that's right. Yeah, because I came and saw you a few times when I was up in Florence. Right. Well, I'll tell you, it's kind of awkward, the training. I rode with a dude, and um, he's a really good guy. And I didn't really know him, but we rode up there together, and I hung out with him a lot because we both... We're married and had kids. Um, both, I think he, I think it's about like the same situation. Like he's married, had three kids. I was married, had three kids. Yeah. And you go to these trainings, and a lot of people would, a lot of people would drink and do all, and go shopping and do all kinds of stuff. Right. And we didn't do anything. <laughs> you know, we go sit in the hotel lobby and talk. But probably my favorite story from a training is. This guy, I ain't going to tell his name. I kept telling him he needed to apply for a weatherman job. He called, he called himself a weather nerd. <laughs> a weather nerd? When we, yeah. When we were walking, we're not walking, when we were driving up to Florence for the training, he, um, and this, this guy's holiness Pentecostal, like, you know, his family. Yeah. Long hair, long skirts. You know, right. They were holiness Pentecostal. And, um, real conservative guy we were just telling me you know talking to each other getting to know each other and he said now i'm a weather nerd i said weather nerd he's he had i don't know how many umpteen different weather apps <laughs> and when we'd go to lunch, we'd eat lunch breaks together we'd pack our lunch everybody else would go out and eat at a restaurant yeah like me i would get the little peanut butter packets and bread from the continental <laughs> Breakfast from the continental the breakfast and yeah. make myself peanut butter sandwiches for lunch <laughs> to save money because you could bank that money. Yeah, the state gave you like $45 to eat on a day, and if you didn't use it, you got a bank, you know, you, hey. they, you got reimbursed for it. Right. And if you didn't, that was money in your pocket. So, man, that guy was sitting there and he'd be looking at all these weather radars. And so we were going back to the hotel, and it was just south. The way the bird a bird flies is just south from the Cincinnati airport there. Okay. A really nice hotel. There's Walmart really close to it, too, a big old Walmart. Yeah, yeah, it's over in Florence. You know there. what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like a business hotel, right. really nice rooms. They serve breakfast and supper, so I really didn't go anywhere that trip. <laughs> but that guy told me, he said, man, you better watch out. I said, why? He said, he said it's somewhere between 3 or 4 o'clock this morning. There's going to be a bad storm. Very precise. Like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay. I didn't because I don't pay attention to the weather. Yeah, because when anybody has a weather conversation and I chime in, oh, it's supposed to rain today. No, no, we changed that. <laughs> so anyway, I I don't sleep on hotels because so I woke up like three o'clock. I was like, well, I'll take a shower and get ready and sit around and watch TV. I was in the shower and then it came the awfulest 
like I could hear the storm inside the shower. Wow. And inside of a hotel. Yeah, and I looked at when I got out of the shower, I figured if I die, I'll die happy because it's really nice shower. <laughs> Took my shower, got my clothes on, looked out the window, and there's stuff blown all over the place. Yeah. And you probably remember this because this might have been, let's see, two or three, maybe three years ago. Yeah, that was they back at the old bad, house. Yeah. yeah, you were living in your old place. And it tore, especially it tore Florence up. Like we couldn't get, we couldn't get to the office building we were training in because oh, it blew wow. poles down and things. Yeah. Do you remember how long ago that would have been? Uh, three years, wasn't it? Yeah, it had to be at least two. Yeah, two or three. Yeah. And so that's one of my favorite stories because <laughs> I, st- I, when I went back, I told everybody. Yeah. I said, man, if you need to know something about the weather. Call, call this guy. <laughs> and so that's what people would do if people were planning a trip for the weekend like because we you know we live very relatively close to smokies and yeah. people were planning on going to the smokies they'd run down there and say hey what's it supposed to do this week down in east tennessee and, and he'd tell them oh, i wouldn't go this week if i were you <laughs> that's funny I, i've got a friend like that up here that it was a co-worker before and we don't really have a lot of contact now but i consider him a friend but um he uh, he does a lot of that weather stuff too. I remember being at work with him before, and him. If you see him go outside and look into the sky, it's like, uh oh, something's getting ready to go down. <laughs> like, you remember that movie, The Great Outdoors? Oh with yeah, John Candy and Dan Aykroyd, like <laughs> sure that enough. one guy that always got struck by lightning. <laughs> and they said, if you see if you see this guy running, you better move. <laughs> Been struck multiple times, but never had died from yeah. it. Yeah, that was a good movie. Another good, another good story is. There was a guy on the floor that had ulcerative colitis. Okay. And he constantly ate at the at the delicatessen, which was in a like what is it? <laughs> it's not Speedway. What's the Eastern Kentucky Speedways? Oh, They're fast always BPs. Quick. Quick stop. Double quicks. Double, double quick. quick. There you go. <laughs> but double quick had like a dare had a had a little I wouldn't be fancy and say delicatessen, but it's uh, just I like a grease that. trap. A grease trap restaurant, everything yeah. deep fried. I like the delicatessen. That sounds better. And he's constantly <laughs> complaining about stomach issues, but he is eating at the BP every day. <laughs> and so our, our floor smelled just like, our floor constantly reeked of diarrhea. Because <laughs> I think all the exhaust fan did in the men's bathroom is pull the smell out of there and put it to where we work. <laughs> Oh, that's a good note to end on. (laughs) Well, Booker, I really do appreciate you sharing these stories from the food stamp office in Eastern Kentucky. I know we've been wanting to make this episode for a long time and I'm glad we finally actually got around to getting to do it. Um, but I I do (laughs) go ahead. Well, we, next time we need to do one and do the first of the month one, make sure it's like along the first of a month. (laughs) And if there's no copyright issues, I remember Bone Thugs and Harmony, they had a song called First of the Month. That could be the intro to it. That'd be a good way to piece it together, right? Yes. Anybody out there listen to any Bone Thugs and Harmony? Tell me what you're going to do. Anyway. All right, Booger. I really do appreciate you helping me out, uh, sharing your stories. And uh... And everybody out there, I'll meet y'all at the crossroads. We'll talk at I you miss, later. I miss my Uncle Charles. <laughs> Y'all. All right, man. We'll talk at you later. I appreciate it. All right. See you, bud. <laughs> see you. Mm-hmm.